Welcome to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast, where insights, attitudes, and methods for success get illuminated. Learn what leaders and change workers have done and are doing now to create magnificent futures. We interview great guests who inspire you to overcome obstacles and achieve your goals. Be sure you visit our website at self-helpcoaching.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now, just relax as you listen. You can do something else, but be ready to make an important note. And let's get started. The title of this podcast interview is How to Ace the Interview and Network to Lead a Job You Love. Our guest is Ashley Alvalar, and we're going to be talking about new ways to network and land a job aligned to your values and who you are. Ashley is a career and corporate coach. Ashley is with Monarch Results Coaching. I love that name, by the way. You know, I, you know, even though I'm a man, I really relate to the monarch, to the butterfly, because I've had a lot of transformation, let me tell you. <laughs> me. Monarch Results Coaching is dedicated to helping people become their best self. And that's what I'm all about. So we are on the same page. Ashley has 15 years of experience in the corporate world, bringing the absolute best out of people and teams. Whether you are looking to change jobs, turn your team around, or realize your true potential, she can certainly help. By providing one-on-one coaching, she helps you put together a plan and hold you accountable. There's that a word, accountability, right? <laughs> for, your, for the things that you want the most. No putting it off. Together, anything is possible. And with that, Mrs. Possible, Ashley Alvalar. Thank you Thank for joining you. me, Ashley. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And it's, uh, it's interesting you mentioned the monarch because yes, it's transformation, but my um, grandmother, who I was very close with when she passed at 90, she said, I will come back as a monarch. So I, I feel like she's always with me on this journey in terms of starting my business four years ago and everything. So there's, there's so many meanings to it for me. You know, I was, I was, I'm a recovered alcoholic and 22 years ago, my favorite person in the world, my sister, was killed by a drunk drunk driver, ironically, and yeah. and I, for her death was my rebirth. And I said to myself, my sister is now my angel, and she became my angel. And so now I have her watching me, so I so I do you know giving you know over talk about you. accountability. Yeah. I have a spiritual accountability to her. She's and, like and you're watching over you, yeah. I, and I draw strength from it. And I've been sober twenty two, almost twenty two years now, ever since wow. that time. So. Something's working, you know, Unbe you know. Unbelievable. It Congrats. Is. I'm sorry for your loss, but I'm oh, glad she's you. constantly with you. Thank you. Well, it worked out for me, so it's good. <laughs> well, you know, I find the positive, but of course, it's a terrible. You have tragic. to. That's life. Life is both tragic and it has joy. You know, it has both. Yeah. You but you know, uh, turning things into positive. That I means what coaches what we teach people. You know, because you know, I, I I'm quite frankly naturally I'm negative. I have work, I work constantly to uh, transcend my nature, which is to be negative, which is to find, to be cynical, to look for the things going wrong. And so I, I've always, now it's much more automatic now, but that's only because of the years of conditioning. That's one yeah. of the great 
things that a coach does for a person is to help them stay in the positive rather than go to the negative. Oh, I'm going to fail. Oh, I ain't got time. You know, whatever, you know how it is. <laughs> yeah, no, when I, I went to NYU actually for coaching, it was a great program, but wow. um, never heard when, of that. I, when I, when I actually uh, got out of the corporate world and I wanted to start my own coaching business, people said, well, why do you have to go to NYU? You've coached people for like 10 years. You know what you're doing. And I said, no, I want to learn all about like the what's behind it and like all the tools and the and the science behind it and the brain and like how that all works. And mm. one of the best things I, I I learned at NYU was that in terms of what what you're saying, like, you know, this, but, you know, we can decide to sit in negativity. And if you sit in that cycle, then you're just going to keep sitting in that cycle of negativity, but you can choose to sit in a different place. And if you choose to sit in that place, then you can look at things differently. You can change your, your brain, your chemistry. And the cool part is at any age. So it's not like we used to think, oh, as you age that you're, you know, you know, you can't grow new brain cells or thoughts or whatever it may be. But now we know at like any age, they did a study, I think with women, women and old men that were in nursing homes. And just by having a job of like, they were in charge of the plants. They lived like three years longer or whatever it was, you know? So, you know, it is, it's good that maybe you were in that place, but now you're not in that place and you've chosen to think positive and on other. By being ways. very, right. By being very deliberate. I think that is a key thing. We must become deliberate. We can't be like, oh yeah, it'd be nice. Oh, it'd even be great. We need to make a decision. And, yeah. and a great, one of the greatest decisions a person can make, and I, this may sound self-serving, is to get a coach, quite frankly. Because the not just the accountability, that's great. Yeah. But the coach helps a person get invaluable insight into themselves and then be an expert in guiding them out of patterns, breaking patterns, or getting to a place that they want to get, that they're not able to get to themselves. And, I, you know, many times I've coached people and I've been like amazed at my own results. I don't say that with grandiosity just at the beauty i learned coaching i didn't just come up with it you know i learned i'm a practitioner of neuro-linguistic programming and i'm in all of these philosophies and uh, right now i'm studying stoicism which is very useful in helping people stoicism is about helping people become logical we're so illogical <laughs> yeah i think i have a coach i think all coaches should have a coach Anyway, you know, I think it's a, one of the best things you can do in terms of investing in yourself. I, I agree with you. Um, I've had so many. That's how I wanted to get into it. I mean, when I was a manager first at GlaxoSmithKline, they gave me a coach. That was like my first example of like a coach. And I was like, this is amazing. Like, this is so great. Like, they're helping me. Then I had a coach when I moved into medical device sales and I was a manager. The, the companies were paying for it. Um, and then I invested in my own kind of Tony Robbins type of coach, which was interesting in itself to learn strategies and stuff like that. I and love then I, Tony. And then I decided, and then I know, I, and then I decided, you know what, like this, this is definitely what I want to do. You know, I just saw so much more progress. Like the, I'm a big, I tell my clients all the time, I'm the biggest believer of therapy. I think it's great. You dig into your past. However, with coaching, I was just seeing these like big transformations in terms of like progress and Absolutely. action, which you, you don't get as much when you do the therapy. The so, distinction um, I make is that therapy is for reconciling with the past. Okay. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and maybe feeling better in the present. Well, that's reconciliation, you know, maybe some sure. present issues, but you've got to reconcile with our past. But coaching is about accomplishing 
goals in the future. And it may be about getting past some dysfunctions today. Uh, and I've done that a lot, you know, helping people go from dysfunctional to functional. But really, so, but that becomes a goal. Okay. All right. But goal, getting goals. And a lot of people, you know, they want too many things and they don't know what they want. They got, they need clarity to help discern what's valuable and what's, what will really, uh, what they really want to pursue because they want too much or they're not, they have too much confusion or they haven't thought about it deliberately. And that's the beginning of a coach's work. Then it's helping them move towards towards that goal. But I also found that, you know, the great misconception that most people have is they think that uh, when they get a goal, they'll finally be happy. I'm like, oh, let me tell you, that ain't <laughs> it. That ain't it. That's why you're, that's why you're miserable now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Happiness is pursuing the goal. It ain't the goal. Yeah. Or, don't, or don't enjoy it once you actually get it. I mean, it's like you worked how many years and you spent how long, like celebrating it? Like, two seconds and then you're on to the next thing right you know? absolutely it's truly you know it's, it's it sounds like a cliche that it's in the journey but it's still true it is you know getting getting up and doing moving towards your goal especially with consistency because there's nothing better for goal accomplishment than consistency you know the, it, that rapidly in, increases the, the how close how much progress you make consistency and a coach will help you do that but i you know i had a thought when we were talking a few minutes ago about how coaching and, and personal development and that a coach helps a person with you know and I've been on this a journey of personal development for a long time and my girlfriend just broke up with me recently and you want to know why because I was a selfish prick <laughs> you know so I but I understood her and then I understood my own selfishness and realized how unfair of that I, I was to, to be selfish with her but then quite in a wonderful irony and life is extremely ironic. That's lost on most people. They think when something ironic happens that it's sort of an anomaly when no, life has a ton of irony. I realized that I was selfish in the monogamous relationship and post monogamous relationship, she had become selfish, which is her, her right as a human. You know, I just enjoyed that, right? Why shouldn't she? Uh, but I, I was able to understand her and myself. And, the, and with that understanding, and, and admissions and desire to change, we now just got back together and now we have the best relationship because of understanding, you know? And so talk about- Yeah, it's up, what, right? yeah I mean, what, what uh, you know, both people's needs are, you know? Absolutely. And of that. Yep. Maybe sometimes, you know, time apart is a good thing, you know? It, it and was. then you realize you want to get back together or maybe you want to change things. Like you just said, I was right. more selfish and I want to change that about myself. It's always uh, absolutely. good to be aware of it, you know, for the right person, obviously. Right. That's critical part. But, you know, it's, you know, I, I, I've had numerous opportunities to become less selfish along the way. But I think the right person, just as you said, was a key thing, you know, because why didn't I just, become a better person with previous opportunities. I always did have, have them, but you know, a right person really lit me up just like a coach can light a person up, you know, say yeah. the right things, see the right things, recognize the right things, guide them. And it's a game changer when you get, when you meet the right person and what, in whatever context. Yeah. 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 I mean, whether it's a relationship or your co coach, you know, it has to be the right fit, you know, yes. that you feel like. Totally. When I was, when I was doing one-on-one -on -one coaching, I have had over a 90% success rate. So what about, you know, that, that less than 10% where it wasn't successful? Well, they all hated my gut. No, I'm kidding. But it wasn't a fit. They thought I was corny. I'm doing these met these NLP methods on them. They're like, what the hell is, you know, they thought I was like, oh, this, I'm not doing that. 
wasn't the right, you know, they're not bad. I'm not good. It just wasn't the right fit. So you've got to look for the right fit. That's an important thing, a part of doing business, doing coaching in a relationship. You know, it's very important getting the right fit. Yeah, not everybody's going to love, like somebody said that to me when I started my business, like not everybody's going to love your style, right? Like you hope a majority, 90% is really good, do, and that you have good success rates with those people. But, you know, that's, you're, you know, just like I'm not a fit for everybody. You're not a fit for everybody. It just depends, you know, on everybody's style. And so I always encourage people to, interview a bunch of coaches and see like what works for you. Right. Right. You know what? Preparate, you know, people don't realize it. Oh, it's not, it's not, people don't act enough on it, but preparation truly is the key to success. I mean, yes, you must persist. Persistence is the key. The other side of that coin is learning, but the more you prepare, the greater you increase the probability of success. If you interview five coaches, rather than just go with the first one, you've got like a much greater chance of getting the right one, you know, and whatever else. But great stuff. We covered a lot of, preliminary stuff but we're going to get into the yeah. meat of what you do networking stuff and we'll do that right after this first commercial break so okay. we'll be right back with ashley albuar this episode of self-help coaching is brought to you by proficio perhaps the most common method that coaches worldwide use to get undisputable results for their clients is nlp Visit www.proficio.io. That's proficio.io, where you can make the changes you want and get the results you dream of. You're listening to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast with me, your host, Tony Petroza. I'm interviewing Ashley Alvala. We're talking about coaching, and now we're going to get into networking, which is a large part of what Ashley does. Ashley, what networking tips do you have? Yeah, so as you said, Tony, I do um, both career and corporate coaching. So on the networking career side of things, um, the three biggest tips I would give for networking for people that are looking to get a job, um, one is definitely find the job first. So a lot of people will network and they'll try and say, well, I know this person, but then there's no job for that person to actually help them with, right? So I always say, go on LinkedIn, go on Indeed. Um, Glassdoor has good reviews, but find the job first and then look in LinkedIn at the connections or who's connected to who, and then ask for 15 minutes. Everybody's got 15 minutes. If you ask for more than that, I had a guy the other day is like, can you meet in person? I'd never met him before and COVID and everything. I was like, listen, we can talk for 15 minutes. I mean, everybody's got like 15 minutes to now, talk. I'm a lot, I'm a lot older than you are actually, but this internet age I mean, it, things are so convenient, so accessible, so immediate and direct. If you're not getting what you want, you've got, you know, got no one to blame but yourself because you, all you need is a computer and internet connection and you can access the world. They can, you can bring it into your living room. So, and, you, and so if you can't do what Ashley is suggesting right now, then you need a lot of help. Yeah, no, no. And you're, you're right. I mean, there's so many things you can do. The other thing is that if the contact can't help you themselves, everybody has been in your shoes. They want to help you get a job. So if they can't help you themselves, say, is there anybody else you know that could maybe help me? Maybe somebody else is hiring. I can't tell you how many times people call me for a job and I'd say, I don't have a job right now, but you know what? My friend so-and-so, you know, over at Pfizer does, you know? So it's like, you, you, you never know. So always ask that question at the end, like, okay, maybe you don't have something for me, but is there anybody else you can recommend I talk to? Let me compliment um, that. Let me compliment that. And yeah, I'm going to say this yeah. in the most non-religious way possible. And it comes from the Bible. 
ask and ye shall receive. It's amazing how it's lost on, on so many Christians, never mind everybody else. <laughs> ask. People will give, sometimes people will say no. Sometimes they'll say yes. Sometimes they will have nothing for you. Sometimes they'll have something for you. Ask. And boy, it makes a difference. I have gotten so much from just asking. Yep. Yep. I tell my kids that too. You know, I say like, you know, if you don't ask for it, you're definitely not going to get it. Right. Exactly. Um, so definitely ask. And then, um, you know, see if there'll be a referral. People get bonuses, a lot of companies, a lot of money, sometimes $5,000 for a referral. So if you get to know them well and say, oh, I'm going to apply for this job. Do you want me to put you down as a referral? If not, you know, maybe they don't feel comfortable. They don't know you that well. That's fine. But like you said, Tony, ask you know, ask. And a lot of times they'll say, yeah, put me down as a referral. Like they're going to make money if you get the job. So well, I look at every contact I have as potential more contacts simply by asking for a referral, whether it be a customer, whether they be a vendor, an associate, just ask, ask, can you know anybody who might use my services? You know, that wants to, you know, this is a wonderful net, you know, social media offers us so many things. But I've always, even when I wasn't even doing business, saw it as a network, which is what it is. Yeah. As a network for what? Anything I want. <laughs> what do right. I want? What do I want? To, what do I offer? What am I looking for? Yeah. And, and look, you've, I mean, I was reading all about you as well. And, um, you know, you've done so many different things. A lot of times, I'm sure if you look back too, it's, it's networking and who you meet and run into and know through people, you know? So, yeah. Um, the second tip that I have for networking is do a brain dump, like a networking brain dump. What is and that? What, that? what that means is you're basically, I do this for careers too, but like you're basically writing down everyone and anyone that you know that can help you with networking. Oh, so okay. it's like you're dumping like Aunt Sally and right. Grandpa and, and like literally like any family member or friend that you can think of. And then I actually even have, um, which I believe is one of the things I'm giving away. Um, I have a job tracker that or kind of has networking involved in it. And basically you can use it. My clients use it as a tool that they it's it's a tracker, not just for jobs, but networking. So you'd put down, you know, um, so Aunt Sally, whatever works at this company. Uh, I'm going to contact her by this day or whatever. And then the next part of it all with the brain dump is you want to take that massive action, right? It's all about the action you take. So you want to set a goal of, you know, I'm going to reach out to five contacts by, you know, March 17th or whatever. So there's, you're actually goal setting ahead and you're not, and you're making it more specific. Basically. You know, as we were talking about before we started the interview, I've created a virtual coaching program. It hasn't yeah. launched yet because of capitalization issues. That's it looks it. really cool, though. <laughs> it's going to transform something. It's going to be awesome. That. I really believe that. As I told Ashley pre before, you know, I love self-help, but if it worked, I would have been a millionaire 20 years ago. <laughs> so, but, but so I, I had, you know, I had a financier and then, then there were some other things going on. We can do some crowdfunding that didn't work out. So I'm like, well, what about, what do I, who do I have access to in terms of capital? I, well, I know lots of people that can give me a loan. I'm a serious person doing a serious business. They might say yes, they might say no. So right now I'm, I'm soliciting people I know, you said a brain dump, I'm like, of someone who might give me a loan. I'm, I'm for real. I, yes, it's a risk, but you know, I'm not, I'm a very serious person. This isn't some, you know, some scam. Don't leave, don't leave anything off the table. Sometimes people don't think like high enough. Like when I, when I do it on the career side of things, I'll say, 
you know, if you always wanted to be Oprah Winfrey, like put that down. If you wanted to be president of the United States, like nothing is too crazy. So like, I would tell you, do the same thing with this, you know, nothing's too big, you know, think about like who, you know, at, you know, and all over the place that could help you raise the money or, or at least raise. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, you have all these relationships, take advantage of them and not in a exploitive way. Just because, you know, that's your gift. This is your reality. Your reality is for you to live in. People you know, you can give. It's, you know, you don't want to take without giving. You got to give and take. But take a little bit and, and you, give you back. Know, once, you know, it takes off, then when somebody else is growing the business and they'll come to you and say, Tony, you know, exactly. uh, you, know can you help me with whatever. And you're more inclined because somebody did that for you. you exactly. Know? As, as long as you operate with integrity. You know, you can ask, you know, it's okay. Oh, I don't want to, I don't want to. It's the worst. They say, they say, no, I can't do that. How dare you ask me for money? You know, you know, (laughs) so, you know, I've had, I've had actually one, a few of those. Well, that's just one. Uh, And, but so what, you know what, you know, that's, that's life in in the world. You're going to step on some toes. You know, if you want to be a successful person, some people, you might step on some toes or some people may not like it or whatever, you know, you can't let that stop you or hinder you. Cause if you do, you will never get where you want to go. You've got to decide what you want to do and go for it with integrity, you know, with ethics. Absolutely. But yep. if, with, as long as you have those things intact, you can easily put in perspective the, the negatives. Yeah. You got to so, ask for it. You got to right. ask for it. And you know what, even if the person does like, you know, how could you ask for money? <laughs> like you said, like, whatever, that's their problem. Like move forward. You know, I guess that's one thing. I came from a sales background. I got a lot of nose and a lot of doors shut, you know, my face. So you get, you get used to that, I guess. No, no means yes. Right. Right. Um, (laughs) At least we can get a no to a maybe. And from there, we'll get that to a yes. Right. Exactly. Or, or, or something along those lines. But um, the last, the last or the third networking tip is, uh, you know, a I know it with COVID a little bit tougher now, but things are opening up with attending events and joining groups. So to your point now, it's so easy, you know, whether it's an event in person, you can join a Facebook group, uh, groups, you know, I know I did, you know, HRP moms group, uh, which I met a lot of people through, um, alumni groups, you can look back at where if you went to college, they have, you know, career centers there and they're willing to help people even years later. Um, fine everything, job. Everything can be tapped into of your life. This is, you know, go back to college, yeah. you know, go to college, go to high school, high school, whatever. Take advantage. Think about the opportunities. Think about the possibilities, the potential. People are like, oh, the neck, no, no. That's, that's failure thinking. You'll never be able to do what you want by thinking you can't do it. You've got to start thinking you can do it. And then you start going into these possible, you know, the things that you come from, things when you brained up, I love your term, then you can decide if it's if it's pragmatic or it's or it's you know it's gonna align you know in align with what you want to do. But do consider it. Don't don't be negative from the outset. Consider the possibilities, consider the implications. And when yeah. you start doing that, then you realize yeah, no. But a lot of people like I work with will have, for some reason or another, a like a block where, because of the way they were raised or who knows, something where it's like, well, I don't want to ask for that, or that's asking too much, or, you know, and it's, it's, it's can be crippling, right? So a lot of times 
people come to me, I tell them it's like they're on the diving board and I just like push them off, <laughs> you know, but like they're, they're stuck. Like they're really, really stuck. Um, and this, this, you know, tip is definitely one that helps in terms of getting yourself out there. They're used, you know, are still, and used to be, you know, kind of those speed networking, almost like dating, but networking kind of events that would take place at hotels and things like that. But for example, if you're, interested in marketing or whatever, maybe you become part of the American Marketing Association and then you meet people that way. Um, I've had a lot of, you know, female clients that are moms use the mom project to get jobs, um, which whether it's part-time or full-time. So there's a lot of things you can do with joining groups now with, you know, the way. Absolutely. And there are so many different kinds and all different contexts, you know, not just associations, but there's so many, it's just, it's myriad. Great stuff. So let's take a moment uh, to take a commercial break. And then when they get, and then when we come back, we're going to start talking about interviews. Sounds good. Okay, great. Let's take a moment to hear from our sponsor. This episode of self-help coaching is brought to you by Perficio. Do you know why most wealthy people are that way? It's because they think like wealthy people and a fool and his money are soon parted. Visit www.perficio.io. That's P-E-R- F-I-C-I-O dot I-O, where you can actually transfer the wealth mentality into your own brain, and you will think wealth. You're listening to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast with me, your host, Tony Petroza. We're talking with Ashley Alvalar, and now we're going to get into interviews. So what tips do you have for people to ace the interview? So Tony, so as I mentioned, I have um, a, a new course that's called How to Ace the Interview that I, I rolled out and there's 10 steps to the interview process that I go through. So that's really more in depth. Um, and it kind of goes through before the interview, during and after. And obviously I'm not gonna get, have time to go through all 10. So I picked three that I think are some of the most important to talk about with interviewing Great. tips. Number one, I would say is, which is before the interview is mindset training. Totally. So we kind of talked a little bit about this just before the break. Um, but it's, you know, how do you talk to yourself before the interview? Everybody's different. Some people want to, you know, pump themselves up in the mirror and say, you got this or whatever. And other people, sometimes I always tell my clients, it's almost like you have this like angel and devil on your shoulder. And this goes with interviewing, but this Absolutely. goes in life too, right? It's like, you got this devil that's like, oh my God, you suck. You can't do this or whatever you're telling yourself. You're not this or that enough or whatever. And then you have this like angel on the other side. that's like, what? You can do this. You have all this like experience in here and all this stuff, right? So it's kind of like making sure before the interview, you're silencing that devil and you're taking on that angel and whatever you need to do. Some of my clients listen to music. Some of my clients just pump themselves up in the mirror. Others like to meditate. So it's kind of like whatever really works for you, but that you're really listening to that positive. We talked about positive voice. Um, I like the, and, I like the and, Indian, actually, yeah. I like the, the Indian version of that, of that, that concept, that strategy where, this old Indian told this young Indian, American Indian, that you know every person has a white wolf and a black wolf, and whatever wolf you feed the most grows stronger. <laughs> so uh, right, you, that's right, so, exactly. Right, so like the, want, the place you, you sit in, like we talked about, you sit in the positive or the negative. Where do you choose to sit? Um, you know, and and a lot of it is 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 
training your mind, like, you know, and owning the interview as if it's yours, right? Mm. Like you're going in there, like, I already have this job. Like, this is my job. Like, almost like you already own it when you go in there, your confidence is so high. I mean, that's what I do with my clients, right? Because it's not always that high, right? But, but building them up so that when they go in there, confidence is everything in an interview. When you get start to get nervous and stumble, whatever, it happens. You know, that does happen to people a lot. It's understanding. But if, you, if it does happen also, what things can you do? You can take a drink of water to kind of feel more at ease or catch your breath or think through something. And um, yeah, I, I mean, just mindset with however that works for you, but learn it ahead of time. So if you're a meditative person, go with that. If you're a, you know, I know I'm a runner, so it's like, I got to run that morning if I have something big going on, because it'll, it just, that's what my body needs. So right. uh, the whole mindset training is number one, for sure. What else? Um, the other two tips I have are number, I think, setting, I don't know if you know what STAR stands for, but having like five STAR examples. So it stands for situation, task, action, results. Nice. And what happens is people get super nervous during an interview and then they're like, oh, uh, they just talk, 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 talk. But really, <laughs> I mean, it should, they say it's like 60, 40. So like you should be talking 60% of the time because you're interviewing, but people get so nervous. They just start spewing in for information right, out. Right. And STAR will keep you on track. I tell my clients, don't like memorize it because that doesn't come across as authentic. If you're like, oh, what was my A and what was my R? You know what I mean? But just to prepare them ahead of time, I always have my clients do three things they're most proud of um, from their previous job. So create those. Uh, also have one that's when you had to deal with a difficult situation that you create, because there always will be something coming up with when did you have to do a, deal with a difficult situation. Um, and, and also one that you prepare for an ethical dilemma, because that's a lot of times one where companies will get you, you're off guard, like, oh, I don't know what to say. Like, when did I have to deal with an ethical dilemma in my career? And if you prepare that ahead of time, then it's well thought out. Um, but I also the idea is that you can plug and play these five star examples. So Again, it's situation, task, action, result. And it, it just helps like guide you and like keep you on track. But when you prepare those, the idea is you can plug and play them into, you know, what are your biggest strengths? What are your biggest, biggest weaknesses? And I will say I work with people in all fields, like finance, marketing, active, like everything, kids coming out of college, like, and everybody asks very similar questions, you know, a little here and there, but like, when I, when I get to the bottom of it, like most people want to know, like, what are you going to bring to the table? What are you going to bring here? How are you going to perform mm -hmm. here? You know, how are you different? So um, that's number two. And number three is seems um, straightforward, but given what I just said, listening. Absolutely. So a lot of times what I'll tell my clients is in between chunks of your resume, mm -hmm. you want to ask questions like, does this make sense to you? Do you have any other questions here? It should be a back and forth dialogue. It shouldn't be just you talking all the time. Otherwise, the person doesn't feel engaged Absolutely. in the conversation. One thing I what do, I, when yeah. you interact with somebody, you know, you think about things that you want to say, which might be good. It might be really pertinent. It might even be enlightening. But And that's great. But when I start doing that, I stop listening. And, and then 
they're saying stuff that I don't get to interact with because I'm lost in self-thought, you know? So yeah, you can do, you can think about what you want to say, but not too much. You want to listen more because then you can be more dynamic and then you can offer and bring more value because you're responding to what they're saying rather than just bringing some canned thing. Yeah. And when, I mean, when I was in the corporate world, I used to, I was hired to hire teams of people. So I would hire 15 people at a time for a launch of a product or something like that. So like a lot of people. And what I realized was what the people who mostly got the job were the ones where it was back and forth. It was engaging. I found like, wow, that wasn't boring. But if you're just always talking and, and it is, you're being interviewed. So you're talking more, but it's just easier to guide the person. It's so much easier to close an interview if along the way in between parts of your resume, if they have you start from college and you're going through, don't go through your whole resume, you know, and 20 minutes go by and you, the person's like right. on the other end, like sitting back with their car. Right. You want to be perfect. them. Does that, does that make sense? Do you have any questions here? You know, I could dig deeper into this, this part of my resume, but do you want me to move forward? Let, ask them, ask questions, because then along the way, when you get to the end, it's so much easier to close because you've built this rapport with them, you've gotten to know them, right. on a, maybe a, you've connected on a personal level even with things. So, um, so yeah, listening right. now, for sure. You know, as an NLP practitioner, I can tell, and as a coach with some experience, I can tell the audience, and I'm sure you know, Ashley, rapport is critical. You've got to have a, you've got to build a rapport with them. And that, you know, simply that means you like each other, but it could be more than that. You just, you just some connection. There's some understanding. There's some synchronization. And so you can, you can use NLP techniques. Great. But you just really listen. Okay. That's a, and then respond, you know, yeah, you want to do, you want to, get those things I just mentioned, but you want to look for a rapport, some connection. And when you have that, that's, that, that's critical because now, you know, people buy from people they like, right? Yeah, absolutely. And then people hi hire people they like. That's right. Cause you're going to be working with that person, right? My, my thought was always like, can I, do I want to spend a whole day in the car with this person? Right. You know, it's like the litmus test. So, you know, that's, that's the thing, you know, it's, it's like also, you know, depending on what you're hiring for, think about however they make an impression with you. That's how they're going to make an impression too with the client or whatever, whoever they're going to be interacting with. Right. So listening is key and temp checking along the way, I call it kind of temp checking in between parts of your resume is definitely one of the most important things. I would say I had a, a client the other day and we, we talked about it, but then it's always different when you get into the interview and you get nervous. And he was saying like, I don't think that went too well. And I said, what happened? And he said, I think I spoke too much. Like he knew right away. Like, he's like, I just was getting into something. And before I knew it, I was like, Oh, I think I'm losing them. And that's what happened, you know? So really if, if you need to write it on a post-it note and people can <laughs> see if you're doing it on zoom anymore it could be like behind you or whatever right. just write like listen listen shut listen. up a little bit yeah. <laughs> don't talk the whole time great stuff let's take a moment to hear from our sponsor and when we come back we're going to talk about finding a job you love which this is all this stuff is what ashley is about so this is great stuff i think it's valuable and certainly if it's valuable intrinsically but if this is where you're at in your life you know looking for a new job, then you're going to want to listen. You're going to want to pay attention. So we'll come right back with Ashley Avila. Thanks. 
This episode of Self-Help Coaching is brought to you by Perficio. Perficio learns more about you as you make progress and then uses that information to help you even more. It is quasi-AI. Visit www.perficio.io. That's P-E-R-F-I-C-I-O dot I-O, where you can be helped by something that learns more about you because that is the difference that makes the difference. You're listening to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast with me, your host, Tony Petroza. We're talking with Ashley Alvalar, and now we're going to get into finding the job you love. What are the most important things to do when it comes to navigating and finding a new job that you love? Yeah, so that's a great question, right? So that's my my goal as the coach, right? When I work with people is to find something they love. And I'd have to say, listen, no job is 100% perfect per se, but the idea is that you wake up Monday and you're excited to go to your job and you're learning and you're growing. So three of the most important things to find a job you really love are number one, looking at your values. Um, people don't do this enough. I have most of my clients do this when I work with them, but I have them pick out of like a list of a hundred, five values that are connected to them right now in their life. So in your twenties, thirties, forties, fifties, sixties, seventies, whatever, every decade in your life, your values will probably change, right? In terms of who you are and what's most important in your life. Maybe travel was really important to me, but then COVID hit and I couldn't do that, right? So like, what do you value in life? When you, YouTube. Yeah, when you when you value when you look at those values and you actually connect them to the job or the values of the organization or what the company stands for, people are happier, hands yes. down. Right. Hands down, them. like uh, you know, I, I've now, you know, helped over 90 people in terms of like careers, you know, find jobs that they love and like it's amazing. Like it's always values, you know, based in terms of what's important to them. And the next thing besides for values. So first you want to look at those values. And some people think when I do it, it's like a little hokey. They're like, okay, my values, blah, blah, blah. But I will tell you, I have people come to me and they're like, oh, I say, why, why did you become a lawyer if you hate it so much? And they say, well, my dad was a lawyer and everybody <laughs> in my family is a lawyer. So I became a doctor or a lawyer or whatever, but they're miserable. And then once you've got three kids and a wife and whatever, it's hard to let go of that, what you're doing and change. Like you can do it, but it is harder. So when you actually look at those values and you compare them, um, you will be happier in your situation. And let me say something about that. You know, obviously I'm all about personal development and I have a protege and we're studying stoicism right now. Actually, specifically we're, we're reading Marcus Aurelius's book, the meditations written 1800 years ago. And um, he talks about spirituality, the soul a lot. And of course, my, my protege knows all about values because just as you're saying, values are incredibly important and becoming aware of them is incredibly valuable uh, because with that, you can find out what you really want or what's really going to work for you and make you happy. And so when we talk about the soul, the way I define it, I subjectively define this is that the soul is our five highest values. Now, but just as you said, things, you know, they're, they're fluid and absolutely you're right. But what I contend is that the soul gets revealed, our own soul gets revealed to ourselves more and more as we develop. And we realize, we, we understand and connect with our soul more and more as 
we let go of our ego more. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> true. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And so your soul wants things. And if you can find what these what this soul wants, you're going to be happier. And what are they? Well, what are your five highest values? Look for them. Look at the job that connects with them, that synchronizes them. And and when you have a when you're working with your higher values, man, it's almost effortless. You know, it's a whole other difference than a task. You know, that yeah. then you want to do it. You show up. You get there early. <laughs> yeah. If listen, I you know the other day I said to somebody, you know, if if work life balance is a value of yours and you value family time, that job is not going to be for you. I mean, you can try and you can go for it, but like you're not going to be happy there because you're looking for one thing, yet you're going into another. And a lot of times, unfortunately, what happens is you have these set tendencies, kind of similar to if you get into a bad relationship or you get into a bad job and people then just repeat the same behaviors, unfortunately. So I have seen it before when people come to me and they've been the same job that doesn't work for them. And they're just like, Ashley, I don't understand. I just keep, you know, I'm like, that's because it's not aligned to who you are and your values. It's aligned to maybe somebody else that you're trying to please, uh, maybe their values, but it's not aligned to you at your core. Absolutely. So, unless you're done with that, I want to ask about how coaching is relevant to that or how, how working with a coach is helpful. Yeah, no, that's a great, that's a great question. So um, I was going through the three, but the, so with the values piece to your point as a coach, if I better understand this is somebody's values, this is what they value to the point of what I just said, I will steer them in a different direction or, or ask them questions, I should say, so that they're, they're, they're more likely to lean towards what their core of their core values are, right? Because as a coach, you have to be careful, right? You're not telling really somebody what to do necessarily, but I will ask them questions such as, you know, is that, a, is that job aligned to your values? You talked about these five things being important. You know, do you think you'd be happy there? And just kind of ask questions around certain things for the person to kind of, and then it's amazing as you did coaching as well, one-on-one, when somebody has that like kind of aha moment and they're like, oh, wow. Like, yeah, that's why That's why I've been so unhappy, you know? Like, that's why I need to make this change. Right. So. Now, I'm sorry. Did you want to say something else about finding the job that you love? Or did I oh, just that, just that I already talked about um, networking being important already right. earlier. So that's, that's key. Um, and then also looking at your skill sets, right? So what have you done in the past? If you want to transfer from one thing to another, how can you... How can you take your previous skill sets if you're going from, I mean, you've, you've done many different careers, right? So if you're doing acting, I saw, right? How can you then apply what you've learned in acting to then coaching, Absolutely. right? Like, so kind of taking those skill sets. So you have a story to tell about yourself and who you are. Um, and then that builds confidence, right? The more prepared and you are. Absolutely. I, I, we're on the same page. That's one thing that's very important to me. You've had this whole life. You know, and so what? You, you want you want to do something now? You just did. Your whole life has something to offer the, the now. You know, so what what is it? So what is it that that can offer that you can build on it or bring a value to it or you know utilize it in some the skill you have, like say acting, or whatever. All that stuff is, is a build up. You know, don't discard it. Don't ignore it. Utilize it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> definitely don't ignore it. I always tell people if you have a 
something that pops up, like write it down because you should probably follow it. Absolutely. <laughs> now that's the intuition kind of spiritual side of things. So, uh, but yeah, values, looking at your values, networking and skills, I would say are really important when picking a job and working with a good coach too. Yeah. Absolutely. There's not, see when we're, when we're by ourselves, we're in the picture. Yeah. So, what you, so what, you can use things to step out of that picture, but it's just a technique. Uh, and when we're in the picture, it's really difficult to see how that picture is because we're too emotional about it. It's difficult. But when you get someone else to look at that picture, especially a professional, a, a coach who's detached and knows what they're, knows what she's doing, it's a whole other thing. You can get a view, a perspective that she can offer you that is, I wouldn't say impossible, but you know, you can use a technique, but a technique is not like the real thing, a real person <laughs> who can say, yeah, well, did you see this too? Because I see that. Oh yeah, I didn't see that part, you know. And then of course you you you're an expert and you know how to go from here A to B, where a person guide them and to to make that that leap or that move. Yeah, no, exactly. It's like I tell clients, it's like if you would go to get a personal trainer at a gym to hold you accountable to lose weight or get fit or whatever you want to do, it's the same thing. What's amazing now with coaching is there's coaches for everything. It's just a matter of finding one that's you know has you know, a good background and, and you a good know, fit, just a as you good said. Fit for you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Very good. I mean, they could, they could even not even have a great background, you know, in terms of education or experience, but if it's a good fit, it's a good fit. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. You know, it doesn't. Yeah, exactly. Great. Okay. So let's take our final break. Uh, and then we'll come back with the last segment with Ashley Alvila. This episode of self-help coaching is brought to you by Perficio. How's your financial health? Are you ready for emergencies? What if you actually had in you the wisdom of Benjamin Franklin? There's a reason why his face is on the $100 bill. Visit www.perficio.io. That's P-E-R-F-I-C-I-O dot I-O. Where you can make certain that you're on the road to be financially independent no matter what happens. You're listening to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast with me, your host, Tony Petroza. We're speaking with Ashley Alvalar, a wonderful discussion, talking about interviewing and networking and finding the job that you love. And now we're in the final segment. So we've covered all that, all that uh, territory. Now we're going to get into career dump. What is a career dump? So, Tony, so we talked about the networking dump. Uh, career dumping is very similar. I love this term. I don't... I didn't hear from anybody else. So I'll say I, I kind of coined it, I guess, or created it myself. Um, but the career dump, and most of it just came from working with clients and working through things and having them do things and then say, them say like, oh yeah, I did a career dump. And I'm like, oh, I like that. I like that. Um, kind of like, like, like I have like do it, delegate it, and ditch it in my, in my email. I like and that. You know, either do it, delegate it, or ditch it. And that came from a client too. So I like that all my you. clients helped me I noticed, of, I noticed it in your email. That was very good. Kind of uh, helped me, help me with this. Um, but uh, sorry, what was your question? Uh, um, what First, what is a career dump? Oh, what career dump. Right. So like networking, except for basically you're going to write down anything that you ever wanted to do in life. So I'll ask clients, like, did you ever, I don't know, Tony, was there anything when you were a kid that you always were like, oh, this is what I want. Well, to the first thing I want to do is be an astronaut. So uh, I don't know. There you go. That's cool. That's cool. See, but as a coach, that actually tells me a lot about you. Like, so, so, and that's the cool thing. When I work with clients, they'll say like, 
I always wanted to, you know, to be an astronaut or be, you know, whatever it is, president, or, you know, I always wanted to be on stage on Broadway or something, even if that's not the profession they choose. Like, obviously you're not an astronaut right now. I mean, you could be, I guess, if you want. Many, many people have called me a space case though, Ashley. <laughs> but there you go. So it's kind of aligned or whatever. Um, but yeah, you first you write down everything that you ever wanted to do. Even as a child, nothing's off the table. I tell my clients, write down anything you ever wanted to be. Then we kind of pare it down and we look at, okay, now we've got 10 things. What's realistic, right? Like there, there's something called the grow model that I learned at NYU. And it's kind of like, you know, what, what is the goal? Um, reality options and way forward. Um, and it's science. Goal, reality options and way forward. Yeah, it's actually, if you, I, now I'm going to forget the guy who invented it, but like it's, it's the grow model and it I actually like it. scientifically is evidence-based. Um, and so, okay, what's the goal? Okay, what's the reality of this? Like, are you going to become an astronaut tomorrow? Probably not. I mean, you could, but like you'd have to put all this time in. And then, you know, what are the options, right? So looking at all of these, what makes sense for your life and your values right now? And then what's the way forward? What are you going to look at? And a lot of times my clients will pick maybe three things that were really going to go down and then they're going to take action on them. And what usually happens is they find when they explore one of them that I'll ask them questions like, are you really excited about this? And it's like, eh, not really. That's a sign, right? I'll oh. say how did it feel when you interviewed with that company? It's like, yeah, that was great. It was like, I really was excited about the culture and this and that, that's a sign. So it's like, when you say, follow your gut kind of in coaching, you're going down these, this, this way with these different options, but then usually we narrow it down to like really one or two that you're going to really hyper-focus on. Right. And that's usually kind of the, the process of the career dump. <laughs> this is obviously invaluable and i really found in my life and in helping others in our mind our mind is a nebulous we, you know there's all this stuff swirling around the key to getting clarity uh is getting stuff down on paper or on the computer getting it down and then sorting it out and, and then saying okay this is all the possibilities and then you can narrow it down the, to the realities and then your finally your choice, your decision. And, and then, and then you'll be done with the nebulous and then you'll have clarity now. And that's like be, having that behind you is a freedom is, is like a liberation and you can helps you focus. Yeah. Because you've got all to your point, these like thoughts, like swirling in your mind, like they'll come to me and say, I have all these things I want to do, but I don't really know. And I'm stuck. And like, so it's, it's, we're, we're putting a process to it. Right. Absolutely. And saying, let's put everything, like nothing's off the table, anything on your mind. I mean, this kind of, I'm a big believer in journaling and all that stuff too, but totally. just put it all down. And then this way you can, we can address it. And we're going to go through all these things and say, okay, you wanted to be a fireman, but you know, I had a client the other day and they were like, yeah, but I can't, it's not going to get me where I want to be financially. So I think that's off the table for right now. And like, okay, fine. You know, what's people will say to me, I just want to be happy. Okay. What's happiness to one person is very different <laughs> for what's another person's happiness. So you can't really compare apples to oranges, you know? Right. Happiness so, is all subjective wealth. This is subjective now, of yep. course, you know, everyone thinks as wealth as money, but of course, and most people know there are different kinds of wealth. The premier course of, of our, my virtual coaching program is Benjamin Franklin's The Way to Wealth. And he professes, he'll say, you know, you want to make all this money. The most valuable thing you've got is time. 
That's the most valuable thing you've got. Forget about money. Money is great. That's what you want. But time is the greatest thing, the most valuable thing you have, no matter how much money you already got or how little you got. So what are you going to do with this time? Are you going to do, you're going to start using it so that you can find the job that you love and get that job because it's kind of stuff that, well, that's what you offer. That's what you offer people. <laughs> so use that time because that's the most valuable thing you've got. And then you can make the money and then you can be good, feel good while you're working it. So it's not even, not a, a, a you know, drudgery. It's a, it's a job, but you want to do it. So all the stuff you all you yeah. about and offer is invaluable. And now, and now more than ever, I've seen such a boom with, you know, because of COVID, people have really had time to think about this, right? And things have changed with people's workspace, right? Like, are they offering me that I can work at home one or two days? I mean, there's so much change or maybe they've had a loss in their family right and it's you know so what am i going to you know what do i want to do with my life and 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 life is too short there's this at least this feeling i saw this huge shift from prior to covid to now in terms of people's thoughts on their career because at the end of the day we spend most of our lives at work if you think about the amount of hours that people spend it's more than you spend with your family which is really wrong but either way it's a lot of time so you better love what you do is <laughs> my Ashley, thought process actually this has been a wonderful and very valuable interview for the listener especially if you're looking for a job or you're not happy with it with your present job there's i mean there's obviously a lot of value here and we're going to get into your, your contacts in a moment but i understand you also have some free gifts for the audience yes 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 so anybody who is a fan of tony's and listening um will get You're talking about tony robbins or tony petroza tony petroza all okay. the way <laughs> <laughs> if tony robbins wants to have me on he can have me on too though but for now he doesn't get my 20 percent discount so <laughs> you're <laughs> the people that follow you and we're listening to the show they get uh 20 off my ace the interview course um, by entering ACE20, A-C-E-20. Um, and then on my website also, there's tons of free resources I offer from the job tracker I mentioned earlier to top 10 interview questions to, um, I'm forgetting all the things that are on there, but there's like three or four resources that are free if you're right now uh, looking for a job. Um, I also do corporate coaching as well. So I work with right now eight different companies and help them with mission vision values all that kind of stuff so that's great take and that's, advantage of the resources they're free so there's a she offers all these free uh, these resources and this great discount on her services and that's all at monarch results coaching.com monarch right. like the butterfly results coaching.com she's on social media of course ashley avalar on linkedin uh instagram yeah. facebook ashley avalar so You'll find her. Look for her and you'll find her. And I hope you do because it would be a smart move if you, you know, you're about what she, what she is. I mean, she, if you want to, if, if you're not happy with your job, I suggest you check her out. So, because life's too freaking short to do a job that you, that is, a, that is a, you know, a drudgery. It's too that's freaking right. short. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's my, that's my goal is to get people into jobs that they love. So. Great stuff. It's, I really enjoyed. It's been a pleasure meeting you and, and share, me having you tell, tell me what you're about and sharing all this information. Great stuff. Uh, I loved it. Thank you very much for coming on. I encourage everyone to go to monarchresultscoaching.com. Check out Ashley. Great stuff. And remember, we're all responsible for ourselves, and we can all use some help. And with that, we'll see you next time. Thank you very much for coming on, Ashley. Thanks for having me. It was great.
Thank you for tuning in to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast, where insights, attitudes, and methods for success get illuminated. Learn what leaders and change workers have done and are doing now to create magnificent futures. Remember to visit our website at self-helpcoaching.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Self-Help Coaching Podcast.